Hey, everybody. Chase Nobles here over at Kush.com. I've got Mark Pennington from Living Fields Collective. How are you, Mark? I'm doing great. Thank you, Chase. Thank you for having us. We're really excited to be here. Um, yeah, beautiful day. Excited to have you on the show. You said it was 70 yesterday. Now you got snow on the ground out there. What, what part of Colorado are you in? We're down here in Castle Rock, uh, right on the front range. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's always a, a change of seasons every day. <laughs> right. No, I, I used to live in Colorado Springs for five years, as I was telling you. And then I worked in Monument, which is like right down the street from Castle Rock. One of, one of our employees is from Monument and, and has moved back there and, and loves it down there. Right on. Not a bad place to be. Not a bad place to be. The uh, It's a little bit more conservative down towards the Colorado Springs area compared to, you know, Denver, Fort Collins, Boulder. But uh, what's it like for the hemp industry there? Uh, so Douglas County, directly where we're at, there's no uh, THC dispensaries allowed, period. Uh, so we kind of have a little bit of an advantage there. Um, we are going to hopefully have a retail space very soon. Um yeah, there, there's uh, there's not a whole lot of uh, pushback for hemp. It's it's kind of wide open arms here in, in, in Douglas County. People are really excited because they're, it, you know, five years, six years deep of CBD being a thing now. People are people are really with it. It's not so much of a question anymore. They're they're excited to have a company coming in. Um, we, we really focus on connecting with the community first. That's that's really that and our storefronts uh, that we work with directly and part store partners uh, are our main focus along with our consultations. So beautiful. And it sounds, it sounds like you were in the, the legal THC market for a little while. And yeah, I, switched I started over to there. Him. What, what, uh, what was, what, what was the, uh, what, what made you want to make that switch? Well, I had my son. Uh, he's now four. And I, through uh, connecting with him, when he was born and just wanting to be more of a father, I wanted to be more of something that was not affecting psychoactively. And I wanted to be able to make that connection with the community. I saw, I think through him, a chance to connect to more people than with the uh, THC industry. It was That's a wider, wider range, you know, country to country even. <laughs> And I see your logo in the background, by the way, nice background. Most people, you know, we're sitting in a living room or we're out in the field, but, uh, what, what is this logo here? I was trying to figure it out myself and I couldn't quite figure it out. Uh, yeah. Thank you for asking. Uh, that was a big part of who we are when we started this. Um, it's the end of, te it's telephase one, the end of cell replication where the cell is still pretty much the same. It's the same cell right before it breaks into two. It's, as I've started, I, I did that because I believe in the connected consciousness. I believe we can all do this together even before COVID. Uh, so um, as I've, uh, I don't know, three, four months after we started the company, I found out that it's uh, it's the Torah tor symbol. So it, that's actually broadly uh, related in almost every field. It's the splitting of universes. It's it's many, many different things. The infinity loop, uh, which we never want to get caught in. <laughs> okay, so follow-up question. Star yeah. Trek or Star Wars? Man, I, I see a blend of both, but I think <laughs> I probably have to say that Star Trek... Mm, Star Trek takes my consciousness side, but my heart's in Star Wars. Oh, so, man, I, I thought you were going to lean into Star Trek. I was right there with you. but My, uh, my heart's there, for sure. Uh, like the... <laughs> the 
it, that was all, uh, growing up. Star Trek: The Next Generation was something I, I was. It was like a philosophy lesson, you know. Oh, it's beautiful! It's beautiful. I love that show. Okay, Living Fields Collective. What all do you all? Well, like, what is the actual business? What do what do you all do? And you know, what kind of sets you apart from the rest of the market? We are a farm to store organic hemp solutions. We have enough connections and enough different uh, farm partners and uh, experience that we are able to help people, whether they are needing a consultation on the farm or if they don't need any help with, they know what they're doing on the farm, we can help them source products. We can help them source uh, equipment. We can help them source seed. Um, if we're moving forward in production, we have experience in doing that. We can help have the team come in and help out. We also, um, we can help with the, the processing and the knowledge point in, in that uh, regard too. Then we're moving forward to the store relations or the uh, uh, the manufacturer side. We're very good uh, at, at sourcing and finding and making the right connections there. Uh, our main focus is the consultations with the farm and then directly working with our store partners that we have around the US, making sure that they are sourced so we're the in-between uh, without being a middleman. We like to think that we are just carrying a nice flag of truth and we're, we're, we're a high standards. And um, when we receive a pound, we make sure that there's nothing that's any kind of improper. It, it, it gets cleaned up. And then a store has something that they can easily retail and work with. They know that the COAs match up. They don't have any type of headaches ever. We, we so really just try to smooth things out. Liquidity is one of the biggest challenges in this space, partly because it's still so young, partly because there's a fair amount of oversupply on the market. But liquidity is kind of controlled by two things, either direct to consumer, you know, networks and distribution, or direct to retail distribution. How do you all build your retail distribution, you know, partners um, in such a flooded market, what, what's, what's the, what, what has that experience been like? What does that strategy look like? And, you know, for anybody that's out there listening to this, what's worked for you all? A great question. Um, I, I think we have a little bit of an advantage because we've have been, me and my partner and I have been in the hemp space for about four years. So luckily we already had a lot of retail partners that were not just business relationships. They were four-year people that we had come through an emerging market together and had built a friendship and a trust relationship with. So when we said, hey, we have a brand new product, uh, we're carrying great flour, and we have this amazing water-soluble product, and we're about to put that into an amazing beverage, we're excited about that as well. When I tell those those uh, friends the, uh, and people that we've already worked with for quite some time that we have high-quality products, they're, they're pretty much just ready to start rolling immediately. But as far as what I did to find those people and what we are continuing to do, there's really two main things. It's old fashioned phone calls. And the other one is is the expos, which COVID has completely just crippled, but we're gonna be getting back into one here in November. And um, yeah, I, I hope that the expos just continue to, to keep coming and going forward because those are just the, the best ways to in person, face to face with the people that matter the most. That's where the stuff really happens. No, we miss that too. You know, we built a big business around trade shows. COVID hit, 
Absolutely. And obviously had to change our strategy for a year, right? <clears throat> and I'm, I'm excited that you mentioned November because we have the Texas Hemp Convention coming up. So excited to have y'all out there. Dallas gave us the group lockdown, but we will. Yeah, I'm we sure you guys are going to be out there. But uh, Dallas gave us the green light, and that just opened everything back up again, right? And it's uh, it's exciting to get some sense of normalcy back to be able to do these trade shows because, yeah, it's such a young industry. What are you going to do if something like that shuts down? You know, in connection that, that handshake relationship, face to face. They're everything. We got to squeeze in one in November in Nebraska. But oh, you did. That, that was the only thing we did all last year. And it so it's one of those things where it's like, you know, Kush.com is a great platform and tons of transactions are made on there, but it can't do everything. And, you know, most business has gone online at this point or old fashioned phone calls, like, you know, like we all do. But uh, yeah, there's something about getting everybody in one place and kind of feeling that, you know, collective energy and that collective vibe that's uh, that comes with such a new industry. So um, what, what, what is COVID done to your business? How has it affected it? You know, is, is it having a positive or a negative impact on, on how y'all operate? Well, like I said, we're, we are fairly, because it's so new, we're fairly deep in the hip industry. We're four or five years deep, but this company, we started in September of 2019. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. So we were getting a retail space in February. We were taking over old edible arrangements. It was going to be just right before proper. COVID. <laughs> yeah. And then it was just, a, we were just holding the ship together. That's what COVID, and then September, October, and then really November, December, when Delta A came around, when I think people just came out of their 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 shells, um, it, it it started to bounce back as the hemp industry is absolutely showing right now. So we're thankful that we were able to hold on. At one, we we built a um, from September of 2019 into February, we had a team of like six, and we had to uh, shrink that down to a team of three that, that held on through COVID. And we started adding more. We're back up to seven or eight now. And we're really proud to be able to provide for that many people. And like I said, our really main focus is organic standards, satisfaction guarantee, upfront pricing, and making sure that the store gets what they need, making sure that the store employee is happy and and gets a a little taste and and hopefully a little more than a taste. So they're they're a, a advocate as well making sure that their happiness and health is taken care of making as far as much as we can and making sure that the customer does. That's a, that's really what drives us. And so, okay, let me get this story straight. September, 2019, you launch a business based primarily on relationships, handshakes, face-to-face yeah. relationships, scale up to eight people by February, looking at a retail space, trying to get everything worked out, March COVID hits, and then you have to lay off more than half your staff. It, it was, it was, people. we are up to six and then, yeah, we're back up to, so I think we're at eight now. So, so you lay off 50% of your team as yeah. a startup, you know, you, you mentioned you have a, a, a four-year-old kid at home, right? And, and so that must've been a very stressful situation to go through. We had just bought a home. It was an older home. We chose to do that because we have a regenerative uh, organic mindset. We do we do home farming here that is not hemp. We uh, vegetables and whatnot. Um, the so so we were holding a company together. I was holding a house together. Yes, sir. It was wild, Chase. 
<laughs> I believe it, Mark. I, you know, I, I like to tell a story how, you know, we started our company and uh, we started the company. I got married and I quit my job all within three months. And it was and I wasn't paying myself anything. We, we, we didn't we didn't make paychecks until, you know, eight months in. And uh, it's scary. It's, it's a scary experience. I can't imagine COVID hitting like as soon as I had started the company. So congratulations to making it through the other side, Mark. Thank you. Thank you, Chase. I, yeah. I understand and know how much work goes into it. Now, uh, on the horizon, what do, you, what do you all have on the horizon? What's, what's the plan? How, how are you guys looking at you know, 2021 and beyond? Basically, 2021 is going to be 2020, what we planned in 2020. Uh, we, we were able to uh, keep moving, and uh, we have a new water-soluble homeopathic beverage that we're going to be launching. And we're really excited about the water-soluble. Um, I'd like to talk about that for a second. It's not a, uh, it, it's not a water compatible, which is generally what is on the market for the, for the most speaking. Um, water compatible produces or is created, cre is used sonic vibration to create a powder, which will dissolve, but often settles after some time. The other issue, potentially problem with a, a powder or substance like that, which by the way, is technically still an oil once it's dissolved and as uh, most people know it, you, you get that oily texture at the top of, of a water when, when a, a powder is mixed in. So that's still an oil, but um, it, the, the potential issue with that is it can react with the sides of any container that it's inside of uh, sticking to the sides. Um, our water soluble dissolves 100% clearly through the substance. It's beautiful. It's very attractive to work with for manufacturers. We, we have it completely affordably priced. Um, the other thing along with that clarity, it's the same charge as a water soluble molecule. So it's accepted by the body in the same way as water. It's directly absorbed across the cell membrane and directly into the bloodstream. Um, the other benefit of, of it being that, that charge like that versus being a powder which, which is suspended is it's not suspended, it's, it is the, the solution and it's not gonna stick to the sides. So again- And, and so are you using nanomulsification for that or um, what's the process? That's a little bit proprietary, but I can tell you that the, we are able to, or what, what the, our lab partner is doing is they're combining a salt molecule with the the with the cannabis molecule so it, it dissolves directly in wow that's super exciting so it's, uh, it's kind of next technology yeah that's exciting well uh you'll have to send some samples out here and we'll have to give them a try and uh good good luck with the brand launch and uh yeah so you know our platform wouldn't be you know what it is without innovative companies like yours you know trying to pioneer new product lines what what made you want to do a beverage like what what was the, you know, inception of a hey, beverage is where we need to go? Because so many companies are, hemp flower has been one of the few things that's maintained any kind of price point. Why a beverage? Well, we, we have, uh, we do carry hemp flower. That's what we have built our company on is a, a jar, a, an eighth, which is always four grams or a quarter, which is always eight grams. We're always have extra in everything we send. Um, we, we've built our, our basis on having something that was incredibly visually appealing, hand trimmed, 
in something that somebody would want to ingest uh, like that. So you're absolutely spot on with, with, with that. And, and I was a little bit not sure when we started this. We didn't have the ability, the manpower to jump straight into producing a product, even though this has been a, the beverage has been a brainchild for four years. Um, so we all we really had were able to do was sweat blood, sweat, and tears, packing joints and trimming weed. <laughs> right. But, no, I know what you're talking about. You know, a lot of the people that have been able to fight through this market have really relied on hemp flour. And so it doesn't surprise me at all that you all saw that opportunity and you executed on it and uh, packing four grams into a, into an eighth sounds like a smart idea. But uh, still stay, stay on topic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a, a product of a product like a finished good, such as a drink is a much different product. What's drawing you to that, that space specifically? To be honest, I don't really have a wonderful question of what took me to the beverage. It was kind of a multi spectrum thing. Um, in 2015 or so I started, um, going to more of these festival events and I really, really saw that I thought that it was going to be, uh, and that's part of what our parent company that we've started Regina Terra which owns Living Fields Collective. Uh, one branch of Regina Terra, hopefully eventually is gonna be a regenerative living community. Um, solar panel, growing our own food, taking care of our community, a resource-based economy. I, I was just, this, is, this has to be the way we shift. We can't, the, the sustainable isn't sustainable. Ha, we have to regenerate, we have to push forward. And I met Bucha Brewers and I started eating or drinking Bucha. I started eating healthy and it was just a synergistic effect. Uh, we started eating um, um, gourmet mushrooms and, and, and healthy mushrooms that, uh, so one day we hope to have one of the beverage lines to have a mushroom infusion. Um, it just seemed like the right move I don't I think that's the best way. Is it just no, I'll, it, at, I'll push that way? From if you know if if you want me to kind of analyze everything that you just said, I would say that I think you have a very clear and obvious vision in your head, and that might it, it might be a little bit hard to describe what that is. But you you said regenerative, and I think that water kind of encapsulates all of that in a lot of ways, and so that's exciting. You know, having like a water soluble CBD product you know, in the regenerative, in the regenerative category. Regenerative, yeah. Yeah. So the beverage regenerative for the body. Along so with that's the really exciting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think sometimes you don't always have to have an answer for why you're doing something. If it, if it feels like it's on the mission, on the vision and very clearly have an exciting vision in your, in your mind and you're executing on it beautifully. And we're, we're really excited to have you on the platform, Mark. So I appreciate you showing up for the interview today and uh, excited to see, you know, everything that 2021 brings for you. Thank you for your time, Chase. Uh, I, we, we're excited to be working, partnering with you guys. We're excited for November. Um, Kush has been an integral part of our company. So I want to give that shout out on here as well as, wow, thank you for us. I really appreciate that, us. Mark. And uh, best of luck and you know, best wishes to your to your success and building on the vision. Uh, Mark Pennington of Living Fields Collective. Thank you so much. Thank you. Y'all have a wonderful day. You too, man.